Hello, and welcome to Viva La Action, the bi-weekly action movie podcast where we'll be talking everything action from the best, worst, and most underrated of action movies. My name is Santi, and before we get into the main episode, I just wanted to preface this by saying this is our very first episode, so um, at the beginning you're going to hear a little bit of us working out the kinks, um, a little bit of us figuring out the format of the show, a little bit of working it out, but um, this very first episode was recorded about the uh, Indian Telugu language action film Triple R, uh, directed by S.S. Rajmuli. Um, we do talk about it in depth throughout the episode, but, uh, just to preface, if you haven't seen the movie, um, I encourage you to go watch it because we do spoil most of the film and the major twists. Um, again, this is kind of our first episode, so we're still kind of working out the kinks, but, um, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Um, we do say our names at the beginning, but just so it's clear, my name is Santiago Romero. I am a film critic, uh, film maker, occasional film commentator um and my co-host is grayson they are my dear friend and a very uh astute uh film watcher (laughs) a very enthusiastic uh movie fan so uh, i hope you enjoy this episode um we'll be back with a brand new episode uh in two weeks time so this uh podcast will only be Uh, put out every other week we're going to try and do two episodes a month and then in between those we're going to have some smaller uh, bonus episodes where we will talk about something unrelated to the bigger topic and in which we will announce the movie for next week in case there's any viewers who want to keep up with us um so anyway thank you so much for listening and let's get on with the episode Okay, um, so here we are. Yep. We're talking about a movie. Yeah. Uh, this is so awkward with another person. <laughs> I've never done a podcast with another person before. Eh, we just got to ease into we it. We do you know? have to ease into it. So um, we, I guess we could start with like introductions. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, oh, do um, we do swearing? Or yeah, we'll do swearing. swearing? I'm going to okay. put it on explicit so oh, okay. no Excellent. children right. will be listening. Cool, cool. Um get crazy with it so i guess to start um my name is santi uh i am a i guess you could call me a film critic sometimes i would i would say occasional film critic occasional filmmaker um film loving person uh that's me (laughs) (laughs) right on Uh, and you are uh, my name is grayson uh i am not a film critic buff whatever uh i'm a i'm a theater uh aficionado um uh majored in it which was you know great great idea on my part uh you know theater mm-hmm. um i uh uh when i watch movies i watch them for fun uh i wouldn't say i'm a critic by any means okay um so yeah i just watch it for fun well but i mean that's that's probably the way you're supposed to watch movies I, yeah, I, the way I go into it is just like you know I'm I'm here to have a good time. Well, that's, um, so that's that's kind of I guess like the dynamic we're gonna go for is like 
I'll be the one who's got like all the like nerdy knowledge about yeah. stuff, and then you'll be the one who like comes at it as like a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of which, oh my god, this thing is a mess. Um, the movie we watched this week it's it's a 2022 uh, Indian film. It's uh, I believe it's pronounced Telugu language, so it's like one of the major languages in india okay um it was directed by ss Ra- rajamuli i should have looked up how to pronounce these <laughs> yeah. names yeah, you're doing um, your best. <laughs> but it's it's triple r which or rrr which stands for and i looked this up and then i forgot to write it down yeah and it's also at the very beginning of the movie and i forgot yes <laughs> <laughs> this movie has a lot of stuff in it it's, it's there's so much it stands for Oh, it doesn't say it. Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We're working through the kinks. That's what matters. Yeah. Is there a dog under that? Oh, there was. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I can't. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's Triple R. That's what what the name of the movie is. Yeah. Um, Now, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I watched it for the first time. Early this year, I was on a road trip and I like downloaded a bunch of movies on Netflix. And this was one of like five or six that I watched. But I'd heard about it because like people were saying, oh, it's like the biggest, like, uh, it's the highest budget Indian film uh, at the moment, like of all time. Which is funny because like when you look at it, like American movies have budgets that are like, 300 million dollars or something <laughs> yeah and this one has a budget i think it's like 60 million oh, um damn. yeah really? so yeah it's which you wouldn't think because like when you watch it it like looks really good yeah like the the effects were they're really good crazy. like and anyway we'll talk about it but yeah. um so i like i'd heard about it but i didn't really know anything about it and i'm not like a i mean i like movies and i like like movies from around the world but i don't watch like a ton of indian movies i just you know, you hear about them, but you're not. It's not like yeah. I go out of my way. So, <laughs> I was like, I w- I was just I was watching it and just like laughing. Not because I'm like laughing at like the movie because I think it is like a really good movie, but mm-hmm. like laughing at just like how fun and like it's so like sincere, but like yeah. at the same time it's so like brutal. Oh yeah, like the violence is so like yeah. not that there's a lot of gore or anything, but there's these like crazy action sequences where like people get like murdered really like oh yeah especially towards the end i mean some of that stuff was i was like like towards the end i was cackling i know yeah it was i was like this is i i was like trying to like find like a movie that i could like compare it to yeah and i really don't think at least for me i couldn't like think of anything Mm -mm. to compare it to just because it's so there's not really i mean i think like in america like a lot of our like action movies especially are like very self-serious so i think Mm -hmm. it's like unusual for like an american um viewer to see a movie like this and like comprehend like how just like big and like crazy and sincere and like there's just so many moments that are just like pure joy where like and i'm sure we'll get to like the music and stuff but like 
I think I'm so like not used to like having like just a song break unless I like I know I'm gonna <laughs> yeah right be in like a a musical so like yeah. there's there's this one moment and it's like it's like twenty or thirty minutes into the movie where like we've met like the two main characters and they've like started to become friends and they like they go to this party that's like you know filled with all these British people and like. There's this very like melodramatic moment where one of them gets like knocked over and he's like, you know, all like disheveled. And the other one like jumps on a drum set and starts playing this like plate. And then they just burst in a song. And it's like, I just remember watching it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know that's coming, like, it's, it's jarring. It's so jarring, but yeah. like in the best possible way. Uh, yeah. It was very like, like high school musical almost. In, I, <laughs> like in term, because like when you look at like like take like Les Mis or like Rent right right there's like a build up mm-hmm. to the song right and I haven't seen I've seen like bits and pieces of High School Musical but like the bits and pieces that I've seen there's not really like <clears throat> lead up right to it they just go like there's the the uh, like I don't dance song or whatever, oh yeah yeah the baseball yeah. scene mm-hmm. uh, and there's like you know they're they're talk the two characters are like talking and then all mm. of a sudden it's just music right, right. um and so uh, yeah I, it's very high school musical-esque yeah where it's just like they jump into it yeah uh, but i mean well <laughs> well i think we're ahead of ourselves but like yeah yeah so what what was your first experience like because i i gotta say too like i so the kind of the format of the show is generally going to be like I'll have seen mm-hmm. the thing that we're going to talk about and then like I'll introduce you to it as mm-hmm. in a way of like because I don't know I'll, I'm going to do a better intro when we actually like record it but um, the general format is like we're talking about action movies we're yeah. talking about you know from all over the world we're going to talk about like low budget ones or big budget ones like you know mm-hmm. foreign language films like just kind of anything in that mm-hmm. realm um but we're sticking specifically to action movies because that's kind of that's like my bread and butter that's what i you know love so yeah i've seen this movie before this is my sec i watched it for the second time this week mm-hmm. um but anyway what was your first experience oh man uh it when it started out i was like okay this is cool i can get into this and then as it started like getting into like some of the action mm-hmm. and the the music and the story uh i i was laughing more and more because mm-hmm. i was like this is incredible it's yeah like i was like by the end of it it was all like <laughs> this is going to be weird but i like <laughs> transcended yes almost i was like what did i just witness i know uh, and I, I came away from it just like happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was like, like I, I, I feel like throughout the entire course, cause it's long enough that you can experience every emotion mm-hmm. throughout the length of the film. Yeah. Right. And by the end of it, I was like, yeah, I had experienced every human emotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it was so good. And it didn't, even though it was like three hours, it didn't feel like three hours. I no. Was like, oh. I was like, I like, after it ended, I was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was awesome. It, 
I had to sit a little bit with my thoughts yeah. afterwards. Well, I mean, I think what you say there is, like, perfect for why. I like, because it kind of, it's one of those things where, like, once in a while, like, a movie from outside of America will, like, break through. Mm-hmm. And you're always kind of, like, wondering, like, why is it, like, this particular film that, like, you know, yeah. breaks through the American boundary? And I think with this one, I think part of it is what you said, where, like, it just goes through, like, everything. <laughs> it's like... Like, it doesn't take a moment to breathe where, like... And I think that's a good thing. Like, I don't think that's a flaw. It's like... Like, okay, well, I think we should go through, like, the the synopsis, sort of, and, and, like, go through the plot. And I'm going to mostly do it from memory just because I think it's more fun that way. But, like, for me, like, the moment that I was, like, 100% in this movie was, like, five minutes in because... So it opens with, like, there's this, like, group of, like, British... um, because it's set, if if you haven't seen it, and you should see it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's set during the British Raj, which was kind of when uh, England and had control of India for the most part. It was being colonized. Um, so we open on like this. It's in this jungle setting. There's this tribe. Um, and there's a like a little girl singing to these like British um, aristocrats, I guess you'd call them she's like the wife of like a British general or something. And it kind of opens with like, she's like, Oh, I love like this girl singing or whatever. And she like buys the little girl. And there's like initially like some confusion where like the, the family's like, Oh, they're paying you for, you know, her singing. Like it's a, you know, whatever, but they're actually buying, you know, the the child and they essentially kidnap her. And as they're like pulling her into the vehicle, the mom is like chasing after her. And she, like, stops the thing. And there's this moment where the general comes out of his car. Well, first of all, a soldier comes out and is, like, going to shoot her in the head. Uh, yeah. And I thought that's where it was going. Oh, and so I was like, oh, God, this movie's kind of grim. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, like, the general who's played... He's played by this actor named Ray Winston, who you've probably seen him before. He's in, like... He's in Thor. Um, he's, uh, he's, like... His name in Thor is Thandril, I think. He's like a he's got a big beard and he has like an axe. He's which, one of the Warriors 3. Which which Thor movie? He's in all he's in the first 3. He gets oh, killed okay. in the third one. Oh, in, in Ragnarok? Yeah. It's when she first arrives and she kills like two people right away. He's one of those two people. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and then he's yes. also he was the Punisher at one point. Oh. He was in Punisher Warzone. He's in a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, but anyway, he comes out of his car and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't like shoot this woman. And you think for a second, like, oh, he's like, you know, sympathetic or whatever. But he's like, he gives this speech that comes up a few times in the movie where he's like, you know, from the moment this bullet is manufactured to the moment it reaches your gun, like it costs one, uh, British pound, one pound sterling or whatever. So he's like, this, you know, Indian woman is not even worth one pound or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> the soldier like and it's not funny like yeah, it's no. it's brutal but yeah. the soldier goes and grabs like a stick yeah and like hits this woman over the head with it yeah but like the way it's shot is so dramatic and like <laughs> yeah it's like in slow motion and you yeah. see like the bits of like wood fly all over the place yeah and i just remember watching it and like bursting out laughing not because yeah. it's like funny funny but yeah. because it's just like the way it it just explodes. The, it's yeah, like the execution. Yeah, was. and that's the moment where I was like, "I'm in." No I'm like, "I'm in this movie a hundred percent." 
and it's just like everything about it is just yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. But kind of going on from that, like we go on to like meet the two main characters. And I don't know if you know, did you do any reading about the movie or anything? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Any, anytime I go into a new movie, I don't do any reading. I might look at Rotten Tomatoes to see like what the critics and the audience are saying. Right. Uh, I never trust the critics. I always trust the audience because they're human beings. That's uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they tend to have, well, in my opinion, better opinions. Except for you. You're the only critic I, Thank critic you. I <laughs> actually listen to. Um, but yeah, I don't do any research in a movie ever. Okay. Uh, I go in clean slate, just no thoughts, try, just absorb everything. Okay. So. Well, then you might be surprised to find... So the, the two main characters, so their names are Raju and Beam. Beam, yep. Um, they're real people. Um, so, I mean, obviously they don't have like super strength or whatever, yeah. but, um, so they're both, both of them are like, uh, pretty famous, like historical, um, revolutionary figures in Indian history. Oh, nice. Um, I did some very like, like surface level research. So, mm-hmm. um, Beam, who is the, he's the, the he's the one with the beard. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, the yeah. bigger guy. Yeah. He was... Um, he was a revolutionary leader in the state of India from, I think they say he's like from the Gond tribes. Um, and he basically led what culminated in like a communist revolution in part of India where he like, and both these guys, I should say, like they both died really young. So like, and they both died pretty violently. Um, (laughs) But as it is with revolution. So Beam, he like led this like crazy revolution of like this, like, you know, all these like tribal people who live in kind of the outskirts of, of this part of India against these like wealthy landlords. And mm-hmm. he like they helped set up these like socialist communes that like, you know, traded. And it, he's like this live this crazy life. And then the other guy, his name was Raju. He also had like a crazy revolutionary history where. Kind of some of the, because you see like some of his backstory where like he, his father is like this, um, he's like, like a British, or British, he's like a, like an Indian version of like Che Guevara where he has like, you know, he's leading this like armed revolution. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened in real life where like Raju like led this like band of like armed guerrilla fighters against the British. <laughs> And he, like, raided, like, police stations and, like, did all this crazy stuff. And he ended up dying because he was trapped by the British. And then he was tied to a tree and executed by firing squad. Oh, God. I know. Which is, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm kind of glad we didn't see that in the movie. But, like... Yeah. So, I think when you know that, like, they're based on real people... Yeah. It kind of makes it more fun where, like... They're like these historical figures, but they're played almost like superheroes. Yes. And what I thought is so fun is like you're introduced to them in these insane ways where like so the the first per- the first one you're introduced to is Raju and he is shown first as like a, a British soldier. So he's like a uh I don't know what the word is, like a conscript almost where He's like working for the British and he they're in this weird outpost that is in like yeah. the middle of the desert for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But they're surrounded by barbed wire and there's like I swear to god like a million people like oh, trying yeah. to break in. Yeah. 
and his like someone throws like a firebomb or something. It's a rock, I think. It's a rock and it hits like a British general or something. It was a it was he threw the rock and it hits a picture of a okay. British general and it breaks and like falls to the ground. Yes. And so he's like the the captain or whatever is like I need someone to go get me that man. Uh, yeah. And he like jumps over <laughs> like, <laughs> like the barbed wire and he's like swinging his club and he fights like a hundred men. Yeah. And that's his introduction yeah. in the movie. And the other one is introduced by by fighting a tiger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like barehanded. Yeah. And that's the moment where you're like, oh, okay. That, so these aren't real people. <laughs> that yeah. That that fight with the tiger, the where he was like holding on uh-huh. to the 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 ropes, trying to like contain it and like hook it together. Yeah. All I could think about was that scene in uh Winter Soldier where uh Captain America was like holding onto the helicopter oh, and yeah, the yeah. railing mm-hmm. and just like pulling it in. Yes. I was like, okay, all yeah. right, so he's a uh, He's one of those guys. Right. It's like this excuse to like show his biceps or whatever. But yeah. like, <laughs> I just like, the, I think what I love about it, like part of it is, is like, it's this idea that like, they're these like larger than life characters, mm-hmm. but they never like, are like, oh, they're superhuman. Right. Yeah. It's like just, they still bleed. Right. They still, well that, but it's also like, there's no explanation for why they can like leap barbed wire fences or they can like pull stuff out of the ground and hit each other with it or or, like like, throw a motorcycle or throw a motorcycle (laughs) like they don't explain it and i i kind of love that because it's almost like they like let the audience know like or it's almost this like trusting the audience enough to know that like you don't need an explanation for everything yeah like we understand this isn't the real world. Like they show yeah. us that pretty much immediately where it's this like hyper real, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. but it's not like, like, I feel like in a lesser movie, like, especially in an American movie, they'd be like, Oh, he's empowered by this thing or whatever. Yeah. They're just like, these guys can just do this stuff. Do like, right. Well, and it's, and I don't know if, if this was ever talked about like in your film classes, but mm-hmm. it's something that was discussed a lot in theater classes and it's this this idea that like from the get go, like at the start of a play or a musical or whatever, you have to set the rules, right? And then the audience suspends their disbelief, going, "Okay, this is the rules of this world. We are observing this world, and these are the rules." Right. Uh, and so when all that happened, my you know theater whatever kicked in, and I was like, "Okay, they can just do that." Yeah. Right. It was great and it was hysterical, but there was never a moment where I was like, "Why can they do this?" Right. Because just from the start. The movie went, here's the rules, here's how these people operate, suspend your disbelief, right. and go with it. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, I I don't think there was ever a moment where I was like, <laughs> like, that couldn't happen. You're like, right. I think just the way the movie starts and then, like, the way it carries through, there's never a moment where you're like, oh, th- oh that's unrealistic, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's like the whole thing is, like, silly. Yeah. But and I don't mean that, like, derogatively. I mean, it's like, it, it, it takes itself seriously but not in like a like a i don't know how to describe it like i I know what you're saying it's it's they're the best way i can describe it is that like they're just having fun yeah it's not like because like with most american movies like you were saying Mm -hmm. you know in superhero movies they're like oh yeah we got to give the backstory and here's why they have superhuman powers and then it's like they take themselves very seriously and it's like all drama and action with this movie 
they were somewhat self-aware and they were like these people have superhuman powers but we're gonna have fun with it right and like we're gonna like we're gonna enjoy ourselves and we're just gonna make what we want to make right um which i love yeah and i think what's like like fascinating is that it's like so it's so sincere which i think is like it's something that i'm not used to anymore in movies because like Mm -hmm. especially blockbuster like hollywood stuff it all feels very like cynical and like it's made to just make money which is like yeah of course it is like that's what movies are there for but Mm -hmm. i love the idea that like it's just this i i think i think part of it is like i wish i kind of wish american movies had the sentiment of like taking like (laughs) historical figures and making them like superheroes like i I love the idea that like i don't know i just i dig the whole vibe of it and like well wasn't there a movie where abraham lincoln like (laughs) is a vampire vampire. yes i was gonna say that's the that's the closest comparison that i could think of is abraham lincoln vampire hunter which i kind of want to like talk about at some point but yeah well i've never seen that I've just I that'd I, be perfect then. Yeah, I remember when it came out, and I was like, "That seems like a very silly movie." We might do that next week. Then. Excellent. But, All right, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, I, it's anyway. So <laughs> I don't even know how to. So okay, so the the girl gets kidnapped, and then we cut to that scene of of Raju fighting like a hundred people, and the kind of the the like impetus for the plot is that. This tribe is like, we got to get this girl back. And there's this great speech that this like cultural ambassador gives where he's like, you don't understand like this tribe, like they all stick together. And if you like take one of them, like they all suffer. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, whatever, you know, who cares or whatever. But he's like, no, you don't understand. Like when someone goes missing, they send someone out to like recover them. Yeah. And then they show the scene of him, like, fighting a tiger. Yeah. And so you're, like, you understand, oh, shit, like, everyone's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then the the further, like, as the plot goes along, Raju is kind of, like, given the task of arresting this, like, you know, she- they call him a shepherd because he's, mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to get back this girl. So on the one hand, you've got, like, Beam who is trying to recover this person from his tribe and then you have raju who's trying to like arrest him but they just kind of coincidentally become friends yeah and so it's like this game of them like not discovering each other while also like trying to achieve their individual goals which i thought was like fun and i did to me it never felt at any point where it was like contrived that they don't know that each other are like their enemy like i like that thought that there's like that tension there but they're still like you never felt like one of them was just like trying to use the other one. Mm-hmm. It was like they just became friends kind of coincidentally. Yeah. And the way they become friends is this crazy like river sequence where this oh, yes. train explodes seemingly for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And it like ca- like traps this kid in a river and Raju is on the bridge and Beam is like underneath it. And they, like, somehow wave to each other and they're like, we're going to pull off this, like, crazy-ass stunt. They, like, never say what they're going to do, but they're, like, they, like, look at each other and he's, like, he just does yeah. some hand motions. Yeah. Well, and, and Beam was wearing, like, all white. Yes. And 
and I, I, I found this very interesting because because they were standing because Beam was standing on the coast of the river. Yeah. And there was a, an elevated part of the river. Right. Um, that was just a bit higher than uh, the surrounding bank. Mm-hmm. And he, because they, they saw the train explode, and then Beam gets up on that, like, ro- I think it was like a rock or something. Yeah. He gets up on that rock. He's all in white. And that's how Raju notices him. Oh. Uh, and I, I just thought that was very interesting. It was almost like, it was like, because Raju clearly, like, he saw the kid there, and he's like, okay, how do I get this kid? And then yeah. all of a sudden, there's just like this, I just like a beacon, right? Yeah. He's like that guy yeah that guy i didn't even notice that but like yeah and it's it's such a funny like i mean it's not funny it's a great sequence because it's like it it, like it's this like lesson in like escalation where they're like (laughs) they start off like one of them's on a horse and one's on a bike and they like cross each other and they have like a rope tied to each other tied to each other and they like jump off the bridge and then one of them has a flag that he, like, dips in water. Yep. So the other one grabs the kid, and then they, like, f- switch. So they, like, throw the kid, and the other one throws the flag. He wraps himself in it so he doesn't get burned, which I thought was, like, a cool detail. Was, like, yeah, it was really I wouldn't cool. have thought it, like, I do like, there's, like, a lot of little moments where they, like, it's clear that, like, someone thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's, like I was saying, like, on the one hand, they do this thing where they're, like, we're not going to explain, like, why they're superhuman. But on the other hand, they do a really good job of, like, explaining little things that I think, like, a lesser screenwriter wouldn't have, like, picked up on. Mm-hmm. And one of those is that idea that, like, he wraps himself in, like, the wet flag so yep. that he doesn't get burned. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then it's basically just an excuse for them to be able to fly that flag, which, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't I don't hate because yeah. it's, like, a great – it's it's a very pretty movie anyway, but, oh, like, yeah. they, they take the time to make these, like, great, like – poster shots where he's like flying the flag mm-hmm. i did find it kind of funny i thought he was gonna throw the kid in the water but he just <laughs> yeah. throws it like on the bank <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you just see the kid like in slow motion like tumble across the thing which yeah. i mean obviously he's not hurt but i thought it was yeah. funny that he's not like here in the water yeah. he's just like fucking <laughs> get on land <laughs> get on land but um yeah so that's kind of like the moment where they first meet and then there's like a song that shows like their friendship mm-hmm. and there's it's this song that comes up a few times in the movie and i don't did you watch the dub or did you watch the subtitled uh i watched it uh in in the original hindi yeah and then i had english subtitles okay and i should say for people who know more about this stuff than probably we do the original dub is in telugu i think that's how it's pronounced um that's like what it was really shot in then it was dubbed into hindi because i think hindi is like the bigger language spoken in india mm-hmm. um so the one we watched was the hindi dub that's on netflix there is you can find the original dub on some other website i can't remember the name of um but yeah so we watched the version that's on netflix i think they're the same length the only difference is the the language thing obviously but um if you if you watch the like the hindi dub and you have the subtitles on it subtitles like the song lyrics yeah <laughs> and what i thought was fun and like it's something that we don't see in like American movies really. But what I thought was kind of funny is it's like the song that's playing. It, it plays a bunch of times throughout the movies, but it's like explaining like the, <laughs> yes, I did notice that <laughs> like the plot. And it's like, Oh, this is an unexpected development. What's yep. going to happen. Yep. And it's like, I just kind of love that. Like it's this like extra thing where you're like, 
like reinforcing the idea that like people who are watching it like it's just like really hitting you over the head with like what's <laughs> happening which i don't i mean it kind of fits into the larger thing of the movie but even if you didn't know that like it's still just like it's a nice song like all the music is great like it oh, just it's wonderful the soundtrack beautiful. is great like the musical like numbers are great mm-hmm. like there's like little moments where they have like more contemporary music like almost like hip-hop or like yeah i don't know the whole like, like the, almost like bollywood almost. yeah yeah ah oh, so good but anyway so yeah so they like have this song that like explains their friendship which i love and then i don't even know what oh that so then like i'm trying to, it's such a long movie i know uh so yeah after that river scene mm-hmm. the beam i think they they're like going around town or something oh, and right. beam had like noticed that british woman i mm-hmm. totally forgot her name um her name oh jenny jenny that's right. jenny yeah uh and there's this there and like raju notices beam like sort of like fawning over right jenny and so raju's like talk to her you know yeah and, and beam is like i i can't talk mm-hmm. to her right i can't do that and and so then there's this great sequence where where Raju's like, we're going to talk to her. Follow my lead, right? <laughs> he goes into like a, it was like a mechanic shop or something. And he just like grabs a handful of nails. Yeah. They hop on a bike. Because uh, Jenny's like going out to the market or something. And she's in her car. Yeah. And so they, they drive ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And and then Raju drops the nails. She runs over them. Pops her tire. And like stops and she stops right where raju and beam stopped um because raju was like oh stop here stop here and beam was like why yeah and he's like you'll see uh or he was like because this is where she's gonna stop right yeah. and yeah sure enough that's where she stopped <laughs> uh and then uh you know they kind of talk and there's obviously this like language barrier right um and you know they kind of understand each other yeah um but it's still difficult and so beam then goes with jenny to the market yes um and they just sort of root around the market and and then because jenny was buying a dress Mm -hmm. for molly yes who was beam's yes sister yeah, well, like, uh, I think it's, like, spiritual sister. sister. Like, yeah. not, like, actual, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And there, there is a funny moment where, like, they do kind of play with, like, the language barrier thing. And I think sometimes there's moments where it's, like, a little bit much. But the moment that I found really funny is the, like, she's telling him, like, don't call me, you know, miss. Mi- like, oh, just yeah. call me Jenny. Mm-hmm. But he thinks that that whole oh, sentence is her name. So he's, like oh, that's a long name. Don't call me Miss. Call me Jenny. Like, and it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. and there's a moment where Raju's like, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah. that's, she's just, you know. Yeah. But one of the things I guess I liked about, like, their dynamic, that is, like, the two leads, like, I like that Beam is is very, like, like straightforward. Like, he's very, you know, sincere. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he's not, like, as jaded by everything. And he's very, like, genuine he's very genuine and i think something that like you don't get a lot in a lot of different like cultures movies is this like idea of men being like very affectionate with each other Mm -hmm. and it's something that comes up a few times but like there's a great moment like early in the movie that you normally only see with like female leads 
where he's like helping him get ready for this party mm-hmm. and it's like a nice moment where it's like oh they're just like being affectionate but not in like a like romantic way or anything like that it's just like a nice like thing mm-hmm. that you don't see a lot like a lot of times it's in like rom-coms and stuff where the girls are like helping each other get ready or whatever yeah but i like that and it's a tiny moment it's fleeting but i like that idea that he's like oh you we gotta get you ready for this party and he's like giving him like new clothes and stuff <laughs> yeah. um and the party scene itself is like oh, so, so good and then so they go we talked about it already a little bit but like they go and Raju's like, I gotta go do something over here. And he's like, he leaves Beam with Jenny. And they start, like, dancing in this, like, snooty kind of British way. And there's, like, a, this, his name's Edward. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, a, he's, like, an awful, like. And he's the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> he has this horrible rat mustache. And he's, like. He, he looks like he has a punchable face. Yes. The, whoever that actor is, he did a great job. Yeah. Like, I didn't look him up because I. Like, I didn't recognize him, but I didn't look up what else he's been in. But he's so good. Like, yeah. he's just, like, sni- like sniveling, yep. and he's, like... Entitled. R- entitled and, like, kind of racist. And he's, yep. like... You know, he's, there's this great moment where he, like, trips Beam, and he's, like, look, he doesn't even know how to dance. And then he does this, like, little ditty, yeah. and he's, <laughs> yeah. like, that's how you tango or whatever. Yeah. And then there's, like, this, like... So Beam, like, knocks over this, like, tray... And you see it kind of rolling, like, in slow motion. And it keeps cutting back to it. And there's a moment where Raju, like, kicks it. And it, like, flips onto this, like, drum set. And he starts playing it. And then they, like, he jumps off the drum set. And they're, like, you got to do the, whatever this dance is called. And they're, like, he's, like, what's that? And they just burst into song. And it's, like, I think in, like, a lesser movie, you would have been, like, what the fuck? Yeah. But... In this movie, I was like, yes. yes let's go. And then, it, and then it, it evolved into a, like, dance-off. Yeah. Right? Against, like, all the British people and then Raju and Beam. Yeah. Uh, and even the women mm-hmm. were kind of, like, involved in it. And it was it was so good because you're watching. And, and this, is, this was, I think, really cool because you watch these two, you know, Indians. Right. Who, who grew up learning these dances. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going. Yeah. Right. This is this is nothing from them. This is another like Tuesday evening, right? right. All the British people, their legs are cramping up. They're getting yeah. Charlie horses. They're falling over. Yeah. Right. And and I just thought that was really a really good like moment mm-hmm. because just like allowing like that cultural dance to be like this isn't an easy thing. Right. And you have to you can't just like pick it up like the tango or the mambo or like whatever right right? uh and i I thought that was really great yeah and it's a i think what's funny like is i feel like and it's something i think i'm going to talk about a lot during the run of this podcast is like there seems to be this like divide between like people who like like musicals and people who like like action movies but for me i feel like if you really love like action movies you should also like musicals because the like it's the same you're getting the same pleasure like you're watching like choreography you're watching like you know it's dancing is like action right it's like Mm -hmm. a body moving through motion Mm -hmm. and i feel like this movie blends those two things really well because it's like yeah those two guys could have gotten into like a fist fight or whatever but it's like by having it be a dance sequence i feel like it's just like 
it's the same feeling, but it's like it's so much more fun. Yeah. Like they're having this dance off, and you get like the same satisfaction from seeing that guy hit the dirt, like you know, exhausted or whatever, and he can't do the dance as you would them like getting into a fist fight. Mm-hmm. But because they're like singing, and it's this like big bombastic like crazy number, um, I, I it just hits so much better. Like mm-hmm. it fits that like the tone that the movie's going for, and it's like. It's this nice moment of levity where you're like, again, it acknowledges like, oh, this isn't the real world. Like, this is this crazy, surreal thing I'm living in. But, like, I've gone back and, like, listened to that song, like, on Spotify. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. good. And it's yeah. just like, oh, that was again, it was the moment where I was like, this is, like, my favorite movie of the year. Like, yeah. it's just, and I guess if you watch a lot of Indian movies, you might be kind of used to that. Mm. But... I don't know. I feel like this movie does it so well. Like it's so it's like the per, they pick the perfect moments to like introduce songs. And there's not that yeah. many of them. I think there's only like two or three, but mm-hmm. the ones they have are so well timed that you're just like you don't even notice. Like yeah. I mean, you do notice, but in not like in a negative way, yeah. I guess if it's, that makes sense. Yeah. Um to the point about like if you like action movies, you'll like musicals. Mhm. I I fully agree with that. Like take like like Rent, right? There's a song called Tango Maureen where mm-hmm. you have um his name's not Roger, I totally forgot his name. Um but you have one of the main characters and um you have two main characters uh who one of them uh is she's a, like a lawyer and she's uh in a relationship with the other guy's ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. uh Maureen and there's this great sequence where she she calls him because she's trying to set up the sound equipment because Maureen's going to do like a like a sit-in like thing because they're all getting kicked out of this like um um like tent city or whatever and she calls him over and they start singing doing this tango right Right. it's a tango song but she's leading Mm -hmm. right and so it's this like (laughs) flipping of the of the roles yeah um and it's this like back and forth where they're like they're dancing together and um um and talking about like about Maureen and their relationships with Maureen. Yeah. And it's not like action, but there is clear conflict and and you it has that same satisfaction that we right. had in that dance sequence in in this uh RRR um because at the end of it it's just like they they understand each other because they've both been in the same situation. Right. Um, and so absolutely, if you like action movies, watch musicals, man. They're awesome. (laughs) And I think, yeah, like I said, like, I think you get the same kind of satisfaction. Like it, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it works so well, especially like in this movie. Like it's something that I think I wish like more movies would do where you blend Mm -hmm. genres. Like this movie isn't a musical, right? Like it's not about the music but i would say it's also not i mean it is an action movie but it's like there's so many like many different like aspects of it like Mm -hmm. it's a really good drama film and it's like it's a really good musical and it's a really good action movie but it it doesn't like sacrifice any of those things for the other parts of it if that makes sense like yeah there's no point where you're like 
oh, this action's great, but the drama kind of sucks or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like it all works, I yeah. think. But and there's a I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like there's just such a good like you want to like live in this movie. Like yeah. it's, it's like such a nice war. And even though it's there's brutal violence, like oh, yeah. there's no moment where you feel like I don't know like sad about the world or like yeah you know and it's it's inspiring in a way that i think you don't get a lot anymore where there's just these moments of like i don't know we'll talk about it but yeah. so anyway so there's the dance it's, it's wonderful so <laughs> it's a it's it's just fantastic well and, and the end of that dance Raj and Beam are the last two standing. Yes. And and they're going and they're going and all the women are are rooting for Raju. Mm-hmm. But Jenny is the only one rooting for Beam. Yes. And Raju notices this. Mm-hmm. And this is a testament to their friendship that we were kind of talking about. Yeah. Uh Raju quote unquote goes down. Yeah. Uh and to to help Beam look better for Jenny, yeah right um which i thought was very nice it is a, it's a nice moment and i think one of the like better things this movie does is like you by the time they both figure out like who each other are you buy the friendship enough that like it's it is really tragic mm-hmm. when they have like a falling out <laughs> and their falling out is insane like oh, it's crazy like <laughs> so i love that like and we, we're skipping around a little bit, but like he, so like Beam figures out that Molly is in uh, this governor's palace, right? Mm-hmm. And there, there's this big thing going on, like a big party because the the governor has just been knighted, and so they're like, we're gonna throw this big thing, and <laughs> Beam's plan <laughs> is like. He figures out that there's two gates. So he's like, okay, I'm going to wait for the first gate to open. And then I'm going to crash a truck <laughs> through <laughs> through the gate. And the truck is going to be filled with wild animals. That took me by surprise. Yeah. I had no idea what his plan. I thought he was just going to, he was going to like throw the truck right. off and there's going to be people, right? Revolutionary. Yeah. yeah. Gonna take over. No. No, it's no, like no. tigers and there's like deer and, yeah. and I mean, bears, they, bears. <laughs> they kind of set it up because like. When you see him fight the tiger, like, they don't kill it. They, like, put it to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he says something like, I'm using you for my own benefits or something like that. And you're kind of like, oh, is he going to eat the tiger? But they don't show any any of that. You're just like, oh, that was weird. But it comes back, right? Yeah. Like, you see the tiger and it's yeah. like, is it, it, anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's this moment of, like, it builds up to this climax where, like, the truck flips and in slow motion, he, like, jumps out, and he's got these two flaming torches, and there's all these animals, like, jumping out with him. But I just love that that's his plan, is, like, yeah. to, like, cause all this chaos and then somehow, like, save save her in the yeah. in the meantime. But, so he's, like, storming this palace, and then at the same time, like, Raju figures, like, because he gets bitten by a snake at some oh, point. Yes. Like, he's interrogating this guy, and the guy's, like, plan is to like grab a snake and like throw it at him um and beam like saves his life but then raju is like you know conflicted and he eventually decides like i gotta do my job i gotta go arrest this guy yeah and so he shows up at the governor's palace and raju has this like insane theme 
that like when he shows up it's this like crazy like music he's like darth vader like yeah he's like walking through the and oh i should say he comes onto the scene on a flaming chariot yes like (laughs) yeah yeah it's just a horse-drawn carriage with like four horses and it's on it's on fire and they don't explain why it's on fire but he like you just hear him go beam and then he like comes through and he jumps off like and they just have like a punch-up that for a while like beam is like he's on the defense right where he's Mm -hmm. like he can't believe that that's his friend like Mm -hmm. and i remember the first time i watched it i was like so sad because i was like oh they're like friends and they're like yeah you don't fight and they're fighting and you don't want them to fight but then like by the time that beam has like he's like all right i gotta fuck this guy up like it's this amazing like fight sequence where they're like throwing fire at each other and one of them has like a fire hose and one has like a torch and they're like hitting each other it's just like and they're like leaping up buildings and like one of them picks up like this chain is beam yeah he picks up like a chain with like a concrete block at the end and he's like swinging it around (laughs) and it's like it's just so good like it's it's, awesome it makes like every other like enemies to friends movie just look yeah. like like nothing it's yeah. just so well and and there was a, a theme that sort of started surfacing it was mm-hmm. i think it was kind of established towards the beginning but um beam was water mm-hmm. and and raju was fire right. and in any like fight sequence those two elements when the two were fighting were used right so in yeah. this fight you know, Beam picks up that water hose and it's water. Mm-hmm. And then Raju has the flames, right? Yeah. And then, you know, think about the, the, the bridge scene. Yeah. Um, that, you know, Beam and Raju sort of have their opposite elements, but then right. by the end of it, they, they've swapped and are, you know. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. And then that plays out through the end or through the rest of the movie, this just, like, idea that one's fire and one's water. Yeah, um, and I th- I think, like, I think that works out well where... And it, it also kind of helps, like, visually where you, like, get a good sense of, like, who is who at mm-hmm. any given point because of, like, what they're doing. But, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like, the... Yeah. So the fight between them kind of culminates in, like, Beam getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Um and then we get like this flashback, yeah. which is like in an American movie, a flashback is like ten minutes long. This yeah. is like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome, but it was like necessary. It is necessary, and I think it helps like understand, like you get a better understanding of like why Raju is doing what he's doing because it shows that he comes from this like revolutionary background, and his father was this like freedom fighter, and. There's this, like, I mean, the whole flashback basically culminates in the realization that, like, Raju has been, like, building himself up so that he can transport weapons to his tribe and give them, like, arms to be able to fight back against the British. So he's, like, this, like, inside man. Mm -hmm. But the, like, fight sequence where his, like, village gets stormed by the British and he's, like... It's like his and his dad has this like crazy like character design where he's got <laughs> yeah. this like turban, but then he also has like 
a bunch of like ear like rings yeah. and he's like he, it, I don't know who that actor is, but he's like so cool. Oh, he's like, the coolest dude ever. Like the first time I saw him, I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yep. Um, but and his dad is like a like a crack shot. Like he's able yeah. to like hit people from a far away. And you learn that Raju is also like a you know like good at shooting a rifle. And so there's this sequence where they both collectively fight off like a hundred British people. But what I thought was cool about that sequence is like. It, like, really didn't pull any punches in terms of, like, how brutal it it makes the British look. Like, there's a moment where you see a kid get shot. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. in a, in an American movie, they would, like, cut away yeah. and, like, whatever. And it's not that. He doesn't get shot in the head. He, right. like, gets yeah. shot in the chest. But yeah. they it's really, still... like, show you him getting, like, it's shot in, yeah. like, and slow like motion. exit wound. Yeah. And it's, and like. It's like <laughs> and the mom is, like, ah! And then the mom gets shot. Yeah. It's. <laughs> It's insane, but yeah. it's like, and there's like, it's like really sad because mm-hmm. he has to like, there, there's this really cool, like it, the way it plays in the movie is like so badass and like epic where you see his brother get shot and you see his mom get shot and you're like, he's like, oh my God, like my mom <laughs> and my brother and his dad is just like load, aim, aim shoot. shoot. Like he yep. doesn't even like. And you see him, like, breaking, but it's this, like, it again is, like, this theme that, like, these guys know that, like... There's a cost. There's a cost to this fight, and there's, like, they can't stop no matter what, you know? Like, they're the underdogs, and, and, you know, they... I just... It was such a cool, like... It's such a cool moment. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, too, that, like, it's that idea that like sort of plays out in like Les Mis right where you know and if you haven't seen Les Mis please do it's awesome it's a good movie it's so good um if you like Hugh Jackman um uh but the, you know um the revolutionaries right they build their barricade and they lose because the French people are still afraid of the British government and they're like we're not going to win there's no hope right and and the the final like fight between the the french revolution revolutionaries and the and the french government um it it ends with two um two of the revolutionaries and they're they're on the top floor of i think it's like a like a inn or something and they're standing side by side and one of them raises their battle flag it's just a pure red flag yeah um and the very end of the song the very last song of the movie talks about how there's, and this is a theme throughout the uh, whole movie, but mm-hmm. it's this idea of like, there is hope for tomorrow, even though we may have lost, we may have yeah. inspired somebody else for the future. And I think that's mm-hmm. what the, the dad was thinking. Cause yeah. he was like, okay, there's a cost to this and people are going to die. But hopefully this is inspired right. somebody to later down the road take up arms and actually defeat yeah and i think it's a it's a cool idea that like we don't get a lot anymore where he's like fighting for he's like he's not willing because i think a lot of times now like in especially in american movies like we're so cynical that like Mm -hmm. A lot of times, like, we don't have heroes anymore. We have, like, anti-heroes mm-hmm. where they're, like, we'll sacrifice anything for whatever. 
but what I like is that like the dad, like his priority is getting everyone away and yeah. like getting people to safety. And so you see him like making an effort to like, he's like willing to sacrifice himself mm-hmm. and like, you do end up seeing him get shot because like Raju has to shoot the general through his dad, mm-hmm. which, or he, oh no, he like, the dad has like grenades on him yes. and he like shoots, shoots the, the dynamite and blows his yeah. dad up. It was so cool because he like, he like raises his hand and he comes out yeah. of the British are like, you know, aiming their guns at him and, and then uh, he says uh, load and then mm-hmm. it cuts to Raju loading. It yeah. was the last bullet. Yeah. It was the final bullet. And he loads it, and then it comes back to the dad, and he says, aim. Yep. And then you see Raju aim. And then he throws his cloak <laughs> off, yeah. and he's, like, covered in dynamite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. And then he just says, shoot, and he fires it. And they did this a couple times with, mm-hmm. with the rifles and guns in this movie. But they, like, they showed, like, the interior of the rifle right. as the bullet gets fired. And there's, like, yeah. a little glow on the back of the bullet. And you see it, like, exit the, mm. the barrel in slow motion. It's kind of like um, that game, Sniper Elite. Like, it's yeah. like that view. Like, yeah. the, you know, you follow the bullet but, as, it, yeah. like, whatever. I mean, it doesn't, like, enter his brain or anything. But, yeah. like, you know, it. you see a dad, <laughs> like, blow up. And yeah. it's, like, it's not, like, gory or anything, yeah. but... He's like paced, like he's yeah. just gone. Yeah, and I don't know. It's such a great. Yeah, that whole flashback, like. So, what I what I also did like in in prepping for this episode was like I watched some of the director's other movies, mm. um, and so he I gotta say like the director he's known for like this kind of movie where he makes mm. these like really long like epics mm-hmm. and two. Like, two or three of his movies are in the, like, highest grossing um, Indian films of all time. So, it's, like, this one. And then it's this other movie I watched called Bahubali, um, which I'll talk about because it has a similar thing where, like, midway through the movie, there's, like, this really, really long flashback. Mm -hmm. And in that movie, it's, like, the last third of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it, like, cuts back, and then the sequel kind of continues the the framing story. But <laughs> that movie is, like, it's insane on a similar level. And I, I feel like we should talk about it at some point because it's just crazy. But yeah. um, it does a similar thing where, like, you, you see this character and you're following him. And then we kind of cut back to his backstory. And But that movie has, like, it's, like, the it's, – it's, like, set in medieval India. And – the the flashback is this like battle of helms deep fight oh. where they're like there's a, like there's these two brothers who are like competing for like a kingdom and one has like a sword and one has like this like stick with like a rock at the end that's like attached to a chain and he's like swinging it around and there's like this moment where like one of them like anyway we'll talk about it if we talk about that movie but I think what I like about this director, like, and he, he has this quote where somebody said something like, you know, oh, this movie's not very historically accurate. Like, it's, you know, does these things. And he said something to the effect of, well, it's not real. Like, it's all just imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think what is really cool about, like, his style is that it's it does feel really, like, imaginative and creative. And, like, there's no moment where you're like, oh, that's paint by numbers. Or, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, I saw that coming. Like, yeah. Everything he does is like 
in the purpose of like entertaining and like just making things look cool Mm -hmm. which like i think in the lesser hands of someone like if the movie wasn't compelling you wouldn't care but like because the story's already really good there's these moments that like you should be like oh that's stupid but it just comes across so cool yeah and i think the moment like i said where the dad just blows up is like (laughs) (laughs) it should be like ah who cares but yeah it's so much like it's so cool because he just like he builds to it like kind of organically and even if the movie is like crazy big it's like you buy those moments like you Mm -hmm. you're so bought into the movie by that point that you're not like who cares like you're just like oh my god that guy blew up yeah well and it's and it's because you're so invested in the story and these characters the dad blowing up and raju's mom and brother dying Mm -hmm. is so quintessential to what he's doing now yeah because his dad was like he was like promise me that you'll get you know a gun for every you know whatever um and raju was like yeah i promise and that's why he went off to join the british uh you know military and police force is so that and you touched on this earlier so that he could get those weapons for his tribe right because it was a promise to his father and we know why he made that promise yeah and so i and i think too like that flashback kind of functions so that not only do you like understand his motivation but i feel like at that point you kind of don't like him anymore because you know you're like how could you be like on the side of your oppressor oppressor or whatever Mm -hmm. but it kind of reels you back into liking him again Mm -hmm. so then when he does inevitably get captured because he tries to free beam. Like there's Mm -hmm. the scene where it's the second song where beam is getting like beaten in the like town square. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting flogged. There's a great, (laughs) there's a great moment where he's like getting, you know, whipped or whatever. And he's like, whatever, I don't care. And the, the British wife who like, again, she's great. Like she's so like conniving and evil. Like, She's like, here, try this. And she just has this whip that has, like, yeah. barbs in it. Yeah. And I'm like, where'd you get that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was... Ugh. But, yeah, so... And he's using this whip on him that's, like, ripping his, like, skin off. And he's, like, bleeding. But there's, like, this great song about, like, you know, him being, like, a child of the forest. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, he, he, he can survive anything and whatever and it kind of culminates again in like all these people like rushing the the stage and it's like this metaphor for like you know him inspiring revolution and stuff it was the do you hear the people sing yeah basically movie. yeah lame is has turned out to be a good analogy for uh, yeah this movie. well it's you know the two there are two revolutionary right. tales yeah and so there's a lot of parallels that i was i was like oh that you know that reminds me like going all the way back sort of to the beginning where they're on the bridge and he and Raju grabs that flag. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's them at the barricade waving their right. flag, you know? Yeah. And so, and then this, you know, you know, mm-hmm. beam getting just absolutely mutilated. Yeah. And he's singing this song. I was like, this is, do you hear the people sing? Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's a great moment, but that, but it, it culminates in Raju being like, okay, like, <laughs> You know, I I wanted I still want to like achieve my goal, but 
you know, I saw this guy like inspire everyone with just a song. Mm-hmm. And so he decides like, all right, I'm going to break him free. Mm-hmm. And again, his plan is kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really, again, there's a great moment where they set up something that like comes back later where you see him clipping all the like wicks on the, on the guns. And so then it explains like why they don't all just shoot him right away. Cause he like plans for that. Yeah. But what I thought was kind of funny is that his plan is basically to like set up this trap to like free beam, but then also like drop a tree on like the governor. Yeah. And it kind of, it kind of works, but like there's a very cool moment where like the tree drops and the guy like comes out of the like car in slow motion and he like grabs his rifle. Yeah. That also (laughs) just so happens to be flying out of the car right where he needs it. Right where he needs it. Like he doesn't have to look to the side of him. Yeah. And he like shoots (laughs) Raju's car. But, like, it flips in a way that is it is so, like, not worthy of the shot that he took. <laughs> and it, like, yeah. flips, like, five times. But um, basically what it culminates in is Raju being captured. Mm-hmm. And we, we then follow Beam as he's, like, trying to evade being captured. And Beam ends up running into Sita, who is raju's like long distant lover basically yeah. like they're to be married they're to be married but or to be they're, they're engaged, engaged or, or, or something and there's this great moment where like beam is hiding out in this whatever and he doesn't know that sita is raju's lover like he, mm-hmm. j- he just thinks she's whatever and she tricks the british by telling them that like oh no you can't come in like there's smallpox in here yeah. And he's like, thank you. And then there's like the discovery that she, you know, is engaged to Raju. And she's reading this letter that is like, you know, Raju confessing that like he had to sacrifice his best friend Uh and he didn't know if it was the right thing to do. And there's this moment where I remember when I watched it the first time, I was like, it really kind of sealed in my brain that like, not only is this like a great action movie and it's like a great musical, like it's just a good movie. Yeah. And it, like, had a good visual language Mm -hmm. where she's, like, reading the letter and then there's this gust of wind and the, like, wind takes the letter and, like, hits beam with it. And you see in his face, like, he's so broken up or whatever. But I loved that, like, they had the thought of the symbolism of, like, that him being captured is on beam, right? Like, it's his fault that he, you know, like... Like, physically having the letter hit him like that, it's, like, it reinforces this idea that, like, like you sacrificed your best friend, too. Yeah. You know, like, Raju's not the only one at fault here. Like, yeah. you know, you you let him get captured. captured. Like, and there's that moment where he's, like, I'm going to bring him home oh, to you. You yeah. know, and it's, like, yeah. it builds up to this great, you know, whatever. But I thought, like, that the the, in a lesser movie, you know, they would have just been, like, whatever but they never have a moment where they say that i guess is what i love so much about it like they're not like i feel so bad i should go whatever like he you see it in his face and it's Mm -hmm. conveyed in the music and the action like Mm -hmm. there's no moment where the movie treats you like you're dumb i guess which i really appreciate like yeah it's not holding your hand right it understands that like oh you get it yeah it it assumes that the audience is smart yeah right and yeah and so then it, it leads up into what is the best yeah. 
and biggest action sequence. I and I want to I want to go back because there's a little bit of context <laughs> that we need during Beam's rescue. Oh yeah, um, Raju, because um, Molly was there. Yeah, and there's this scene where Molly is running towards Beam, mm-hmm. and Raju is running after Molly. And he sees there's a sniper yeah. in the bushes. And Raju notices it because that, um, one, he's superhuman and yeah. awesome. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he notices this sniper and the sniper's aiming at Beam, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, I got to save my friend. Yeah. So he pulls out a pistol and it's just the best shot ever. Because yeah. I'm like, how did you do that with I don't a know. pistol? Yeah. How do you right? see him? <laughs> yeah. And so he's aiming at the sniper but it looks to beam like he's aiming at Molly. Yeah. And he fires. Mm-hmm. And there's like this great, like, I think Molly like drops and beam mm-hmm. goes over and the bullet goes right between the yeah. two and hits the sniper. And that's why beam, I think left him because he was assuming that he was trying to hit Molly. Right. And he hits him with a stick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He just clocks him with a stick. Mm-hmm. And then Raju is like fighting off like four British people oh, yeah. to allow yeah. Beam to escape. And he's like holding on to him and watching Beam run away. Mm-hmm. And the instant that Beam like drops below the horizon, he relaxes and then yeah. just blacks out. And then he gets um, captured. And then we we go to, you know, Beam realizing, oh, he wasn't trying to shoot Molly. He mm-hmm. was trying to save my life. Yeah. And so that's why he was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to bring him back home to yeah. you. Yeah. And there... There's also a great moment, too, where, like, in between those where the governor's, like, explaining, like, oh, we still haven't caught Beam or whatever. Yeah. It's been, you know, 12 weeks or whatever however long they it say was, it is. It months. And they're like, we should go check on our prisoner. And they, <laughs> they cut to Roger and they're like, oh, he hasn't eaten in this many days. Like, yeah. he'll be on his knees begging. And they cut to him doing pull-ups. Like it was the Uncle Iroh. Chain. Yeah. It was the Uncle Iroh treatment. And, <laughs> and he's got, like, this crazy long hair and a long beard. Yeah. And he again, his music kicks in, and yeah. it, he's like this like super villain. Yeah. But they put him in. Um, oh, the dog is dreaming. They <laughs> they put him in like solitary confinement, mm-hmm. which is basically just like a hole in the ground. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so when Beam comes to rescue him, he's like they're like knocking on the ground to like communicate to each other where they are, and he again his plan is. Well, okay, before that, there's a there's a great moment where, like, they meet each other again for the first time, mm-hmm. and Beam is, like, apologizing, and again, it's this moment that you don't get a lot in, like, more masculine, I, I don't want to say more masculine, like, there's, like, like, this, like, toxic masculine idea that, like, men don't show, like, emotions, emotions. and, like, there's this really touching moment where Beam is, like, crying, and yeah. he's, like... He's like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know. Like, I, you know, I betrayed you and whatever. And Raju's just like, dude, it's cool. Like, we're fine. It's, we're fine. Like, I forgive you. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he, like, puts his hand on his face. And again, and like, it's like, you don't expect that in, like, yeah. an action movie. Like, this, like, male affection. Like, and vulnerability. Vulnerability, yeah. And then Beam rips the gate off with his bare hands, yeah, which it was, is... It was, like, solid iron, yeah. like, holding it down. And, yeah, he just, like, strains and rips the fucking thing out of the ground. And it, like, clangs. And then all the British are like, huh? Yeah. And then and then and begins then, the greatest... It's so good. <laughs> and, like, so the... At first, they're, like, you know, on the ground, like, punching people. 
And then it like cuts away. And when it cuts back, like they're behind a wall or something. And Raju is on Beam's shoulders. Yeah, because because Raju had his legs beaten. Right, that's and right. And he couldn't stand on his own. Yeah. And so he's just sitting on Beam's shoulders. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which is, <laughs> I mean, it refers to something, like, you see them doing that mm-hmm. a couple of times. Like, Beam is, like, doing leg presses with, like, Raju on his shoulders and mm-hmm. stuff. But, so then the rest of the sequence is them, like, running around <laughs> and, like, just... punching people and, like, hitting them. And then, like, somehow, I don't know how it happens. I can't remember. But they obtain two rifles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Raju has a rifle in each hand. Yep. And when he needs to reload, he just lowers them and Beam reloads the guns. <laughs> yep. yep. And it's like, again, it's so dumb. But it's, it's so good. Like, yeah. it, you buy it 100%. And, <laughs> yeah. like... Raju is like shooting behind him and like, like to the side to the side and then like when he runs out of ammo he just like throws them at people and like oh and so then they like get away into the forest and the governor's like send in like the special forces like whatever and you see like Raju and Beam like you know Beam like does some like you know forest wizardry to like get <laughs> yeah. raju back to like fighting shape yeah and then like you see all these like british soldiers and they think beam is like you know accounted for because he's like getting water from a, a spring or something and then he like jumps in the water and like all of a sudden like all these like flaming arrows are like coming out and like you see raju and he's all of a sudden got this like bow and arrow that he obtained from this like shrine which i assume i again i didn't look into it really i i think that's some sort of religious like hindu religious Mm. figure that i don't really understand the context of but regardless like (laughs) he's like like shooting dudes like through their glasses and like i think the moment that like when i first told you about this movie i was like there's a moment where a guy shoots an arrow into a tree and it misses his head, and so he runs and kicks the tree and puts the arrow in his head. And yeah, like, yeah, I oh my god, I was hysterical. It's when that so happened. good. It's like, it's just like it. It just works. Yeah. Like, well, and it and we see that that fire and water aspect again because he, because Beam jumps in the pond, right? And and uh, Raju, he's shooting his flaming arrows. And there's mm-hmm. a moment where Raju, I think, kicks like a couple of British shoulders into the water mm-hmm. and beam comes up and like grabs them and drowns oh, yeah, them yeah, yeah. In, in the water. And then he's like under the water for a little bit. And then he like emerges spectacularly and it's just like kicking ass. Yeah. And then there's the moment where he throws, he, he picks up and throws a motorcycle mm-hmm. that I was mouth agape. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. is going it's on. wonderful it was awesome it's so good well and like so they figure out like okay we've killed all these dudes yeah right but like the governor is still there in his fucking thing yeah and there's a great line and i remembered specifically he says like let's stop messing around with these jackals let's go get the lion, lion. yeah and i'm like or let's go hunt a lion or something yeah. like that yes and i was like hell yeah and and so they do a thing that they've done a few times where beam is on a motorcycle and raju's on a horse and they like run at the 
the palace and they go up like this ramp i don't know where it came from but <laughs> yeah they go up oh i think it's a tree trunk something like that and yeah. then raju like you said like throws the motorcycle and like everything explodes yeah and well they because the they launch the motorcycle and it looks like it's gonna hit the governor mm-hmm. but it goes through a window yes and and raju fired a flaming That's right. arrow on yes. the gas tank of the uh, motorcycle, and you see it like you're like, oh, it's gonna hit the governor, but it drops too low, yeah. goes through a window, <laughs> and it then does a close up shot of just a bunch of boxes of TNT. Yeah, and they just start exploding, and like the whole, it was like the whole second floor of this building, yeah, just chocked full of TNT. Yeah, and for some reason, yeah. <laughs> obviously, right. <laughs> And so it's just like this chain reaction of all of these like TNT and grenades just exploding spectacularly. You mm-hmm. see like one British guy, he's like he's like outrunning it a little <laughs> bit, and you're like, oh, he might make it. And then all of a sudden he just like gets blown asunder and like does like a thousand flips. Yeah. Uh, and and then the whole <laughs> I thought this was the funniest. The whole roof, it was like a dome of yeah. this building, like lifted up a little <laughs> bit and then just fell <laughs> was like, so good it was so dumb and i like, loved it and then like so the the governor like somehow survives yeah and there's a great moment where like he thinks he's like bleeding yeah but then he looks up and his wife has been like impaled <laughs> and like is in like this barbed wire yeah. which like they establish very early that like she's awful so like you don't feel that bad like seeing her like that you're kind of like yeah yeah fuck yeah and then he like is like ready to keep fighting and then he gets like shot by an arrow yeah and raju is like gives him back the same speech about like what a bullet is worth well and because he the the governor was loading his gun right and when he got shot by the arrow he the bullet in his hand flew and oh, that's Raju right. caught he gra- it he ca- yes. and handed it to of course. Beam. Yeah. Right, obviously. <laughs> right? And and then, yeah, he gave that yeah. speech about the bullet. And then he shoots him. Yeah, and then he shoots yeah. him. And he was like, you know, give it back to him and, you know, put it in his heart or whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, embed itself in his heart. It just goes straight through his oh, yeah. chest and out the other end. Yeah, of course. Right, obviously. And it was, oh. And then oh, there's so the, the final song. Yeah. Which... Is also great. I yeah. I mean it. It's like it's more. I suppose the other two like it kind of takes place like outside the world of the movie. Like it's more like on this giant set. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's not my favorite of the songs. Like mm-hmm. I think it it kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit. Yeah. But it's a good way to like bookend it. Yeah. And you see these like <clears throat> different like images of like different Indian like revolutionary figures. Um, and you see like Raju go back to like his, uh, his village and you see beam return to his, um, and it, like, it, it has, it's just like a nice ending, mm-hmm. but the, it just kind of carries on again, that feeling of like this like epic scope mm-hmm. and that like, you know, just sincerity and like everything. But that final action sequence is, oh. it's just so wonderful. Oh, like, yeah. When I, the first time I watched it, I thought like, "Oh, it's gonna be kind of like cheesy," mm-hmm. or I don't even know. But it's just like it. Whatever you think this movie is gonna be, like it just defies you. Like oh, yeah. it just, 
It's so good. It's, I, we've probably undersold it. I think you. I don't think. Like, yeah, I don't think you can oversell it. Like, yeah. No matter, because I think I sold it to you as like it's a three-hour-long like Indian action movie. Yeah. And like, you just can't. I don't even know. You can't put it into words. Like, like we've we've done our best, I think, to mm-hmm. describe like the action and all that stuff. But you you have to just witness it because it is. It is mind-boggling. Yeah. Right? Just how crazy those those sequences are. Mm-hmm. And, like, the story is just so well thought out. Yeah. Like, there was never a moment where I was like, hold on, I missed something. Or that's, yeah. like, a, like, a plot hole or whatever. Like, everything was... And it was... And we touched on this a little bit. There's just like those little little tiny details mm-hmm. that you know normally you wouldn't think of or you just kind of gloss over, but those tiny details would come back, right? right. Like their like their training montage, right? Um, you know, Raju doing pull ups. Right. We see then again in the right in the prison, mm-hmm. and when they're doing that sequence where he's on his shoulders, right? He's the arms of this. Right. He's got that exactly. Strong yeah. Upper yeah. Body. Yeah. And you know beam doing the squats he's the legs of this operation yes. and oh, so man, you picked up on so much <laughs> stuff yeah well it's part of it is being a theater person and being forced to look for those little tiny things yeah um and and looking for you know the parallels because like you know look at shakespeare look at um any of these like big musicals there's especially in musicals mm-hmm. you get these musical themes that reoccur over and over again because you have like reprises or you have the same song but in a minor key and so it like reflects even in like Star Wars, right? Yeah. Um when you watch like the later seasons of the Clone Wars animated series, um, as as Anakin is moving farther and farther to the dark side, we get hints right. of of Darth Vader's theme. Mm-hmm. Right? Not a lot. And it's and it's not even like the exact notes it's the same like rhythm yeah and in a different key but you you know yeah <laughs> you, right you're like like anakin will do something that is sort of not the jedi way and right. then that'll play and you're like aha uh-huh, okay right and so picking up on all that stuff was drilled into my skull right for four years um but yeah i, I just it was just it's wonderful Ugh. if you it, okay so i don't i don't know i don't know if we'll establish like a rating system for mm-hmm. the show or not or I, we haven't really talked about it but like <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our best yeah what okay let's say i don't know do you want to do a star rating do you want to do a thumb thumbs up do you want to do a we'll do I'll, I like four doing, out of five uh, kicks I i'll do know. i'll do out of ten i like out doing ten. out of tens ten's better yeah, yeah. There's more you know, nuance. Yeah, and you know you can do like decimals. Yeah, right, and get specific percentages. That's true. Um, so what would you give it out of ten? Oh man, uh, oh, fuck. I mean, honestly, like nine point nine to ten. Oh, like it. Like I get you. It was so like I like I have a hard time thinking of like any moment where I wasn't entertained yeah and like i said at the very beginning of this episode like when i go into a movie mm-hmm. i am there to enjoy right i'm not i'm not right. there to like think critically about it i'm not like trying to nitpick stuff right 
I just am there to enjoy stuff mm-hmm. and enjoy it. And that's why, like, you know, when I look at, like, Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. I don't look at the critics. If the critics say it's bad, right. it's probably going to be a good movie. <laughs> if the critics say it's good, uh-huh. eh, it's probably not going to be that great. Sure. Now, there's, you know, that's not, it's not that black and white. Right. But, um, you know, with this movie, I didn't look at any mm-hmm. critics. The only recommendation I had was from you. Yeah. And I've known you long enough. I was like, okay, I'll probably like this. Right. Because <laughs> uh, I, I know how you function. I mean, for God's yeah. sake, you like the Fast and Furious movies. Yes. And you'll defend them until the day you Til die. Until the day I die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, this is probably going to be a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, like I'm having just such a hard time finding a part where I just wasn't having fun and I wasn't enjoying myself. Yeah. Um. Because every moment, like, even the romance, like, I, I would argue that this is also just, like, a full-on, like, rom- like romance movie. Yeah. Right? Because, like, towards the end, we see Beam and Jenny sort of, it's, I don't know if it's implied that they get together, but there's clear feelings there. Yeah. Um, between them. And it is very likely that they do end up together. Um, and then, obviously... Uh, uh, Raju ends up with uh, Sita, um, and so and just like the 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 way the those relationships were forged mm-hmm. was just so well executed. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, nine point nine to to ten honestly okay. is where I'm sitting. Sorry, I was I was recording because I I feel like we should like or I'm gonna like record all of our like scores so we can like oh, look gotcha. back on them. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think for me. Out of 10, I would give it, like, a teeny, teeny, tiny bit lower at 9 out of 10. And okay. the only reason I'd say that is because, like, I think the only criticism I have, and it's, like, such a tiny thing, is just that, like, that that final song, I think, goes too long. And it, it's it, it's only, like, it's a good song, but it's, yeah. like... By the end of it, I was really like, all right, like, looking at my watch. Like, kind of like, yeah. oh, I just want to, like, go do whatever I have to do. Yeah. And it's it's a good song, but, like, I feel like if you could take that part out. Or cut it down. Or cut like... it down. Because it is, like, a four or five minute song. Or it hey. felt like it. Yeah. And I, I guess it's kind of insane to take a whole point for that. But. That's <laughs> um, fine. It's your grading, yeah, it was, so. It, it's just how I feel, man. I don't no, know. You're valid. But. All right. Well, that's the show, I guess. Yeah. That was, uh. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast. Oh. Um, very fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm excited to watch more just awesome movies. Cool. Because, um, you know, I don't watch a lot of movies. I like, um, if somebody's like, hey, you want to go to a movie theater? I'm like, yeah, sure. But I don't, like, go out of my way. Yeah. Obviously, like, with John Wick 4 coming up, I'm yes. going to be there and present oh, yeah. for that. Well, and I think, so... Around March, I think what we'll because I I have a little bit of a plan in terms of like episodes, mm-hmm. and I want to try and announce them like a week before they we put them out. Okay. Um, that way people have time to like watch the movie and kind of oh, keep yeah. up with it, almost like a book club. But okay. Um, <clears throat> John Wick. What I want to do is like because it kind of comes out at the tail end of March. Mm-hmm. I want to do like a Keanu month. So okay. like the two episodes we do that month, I want to do. Um, one of his like 
lesser known movies. So I'm thinking either like Constantine. I was just thinking. Yeah. That. Or yeah. Um, something like that. And then the in the lead up to John Wick, what I want to do is Man of Tai Chi, which is the movie that he directed. Okay. Um, it's like a martial arts movie. It was filmed in Taiwan, I want to say. It's really good. Okay. But I feel like no one has seen it. Like, I feel like I'm the only <laughs> yeah. man alive who's seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I want to watch that because it's a rare villain role for Keanu. And okay. he directed it, but it's like, it's just good. We'll okay. just have to watch it. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of my plan. Cool, cool. Next week, I'm thinking we'll do Abraham Lincoln, Abraham, Vampire Hunter. Hunter. Okay. Um, because I again I don't think I said but like what I kind of want to do is like because we're the show's gonna be bi-weekly so um, we'll do one every other week like two a month mm-hmm. but each two episodes will be like a thematic block so like okay R like triple R and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter I guess the theme is like historical, historical figures, figures gone wild I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah NSFW um and then maybe for December I'm thinking like holiday season so okay um I have a couple ideas for that okay. and then January I don't know February I don't know okay. um we got time val I mean February we could do like love-based action movies like okay romance things yeah. um we could return to some sort of Indian or Bollywood film but okay anyway yeah, yeah. so welcome to this as of yet unnamed podcast uh, yeah we're figuring it out as we go this has been episode episode one episode i guess one. yeah so uh we'll thanks for listening yeah and for uh sure. we'll see you next time absolutely bye